0: It's not about you, or is it? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host. Brandon Dempsey. Hey, worship teams. Welcome back. Worship Team Training University and worshipteentraining.com. What is up, everybody? Brandon Dempsey here, and it's so good to see you on this fantastic, terrific Tuesday. You made it again through the weekend through worship. and so glad to see you, and man, this is a great part of stepping into December. It's a fresh new time, and man, I can't wait for us to get started as you guys have already been doing Christmas music and getting into the uh, services of your church. I hope that things are going well. We wish you blessings. Good to have you today, and welcome to the Worship Team Training Weekly Show here at 11 a.m. is when we broadcast on Tuesdays, and this goes out to all of our awesome friends and also members. We want to take the time right now to say thank you. If this is your first time for coming in, for joining us, we appreciate you, and if you would, swipe and invite if you're on Facebook Live and also share it out. If you're on Periscope, please do the same thing. Let everybody know what is happening so we can... Can get the broadcast out to them. And we thank you guys for joining us. My name is Brandon Dempsey, and I happen to be a follower of Jesus, also the founder and CEO of WorshipTeamTraining.com and also Worship Team Training University. And what do we do? Well, hey, glad you asked. We do everything from coming to your church locally at your campus to work with your worship team on a one-to-one basis, working with your vocals, your band, your worship leaders, also work with your pastors on a Friday and Saturday. You you can check more of that at com slash workshops. Like we did in New Jersey this past week, we were at, on the weekend over in Bayonne, Bayonne, sorry, First Assembly Bayonne, and also Belleville Church joined us too, and we had a great time. So shout out to all of our friends in Jersey. Love you guys, and if you want a church uh, worship team training workshop for you, please go to training.com slash workshops. Also check out com slash mentoring. If you are a worship leader, and maybe you need that extra shoulder, that extra nudge to help crystallize your vision, go to worshipteentraining.com slash mentoring. Full mentoring program that walks with you each week, and also our university. You can check out our university at wttu.co. So thanks so much, and we are excited to see uh, Michelle come in, all of our good friends on Periscope. Uh, Thank you guys. Also, Facebook Live coming in. So great to see y'all. What's up, our friends on Audio playback, iTunes, iHeart, and Spreaker Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. So, it's not about me. That is the topic today. What does that mean to you? When you hear, we've heard this phrase for so long, it's not about me. And, uh... It, it seems like we, we all know and say it, but do we really take it to heart? Do we really make it about the Lord? Do we really make it about His worship? Or is it something that we're just still trying to do on our own? So, if you have a thought about this, if you have a question, you want to comment live, then just go right to the box beneath this video and comment away so we can get to your questions that you may have, your thoughts. Please share them out because what you guys do is important. Um, so, thanks so much. Uh, let's jump into it. Uh, by the way, uh, this week, you can't miss it, Stephen Miller will be here Thursday at 11 a.m. And if you don't know who Stephen Miller is, fantastic worship leader, author of the book, we, uh, Worship Leaders, We Are Not Rock Stars. So you want to check that out this coming Thursday. And also next week, we have our webinar with Mark Cole about Christmas music arrangement at 12 p.m. on Wednesday and then, of course, 11 a.m. next Thursday, our next show. Uh, We're going to have Mark James come up next week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Great Vineyard worship leader across the pond. He's going to be with us. Check out all of our events at wttu.co slash events. Let's get right to it. Take the me out of worship leading and make it about God. So as a worship leader, one of our main roles is to help take people and – to the Lord, to his throne and worship, but also to take the eyes off of ourselves and fix them on Jesus. How do you do that? That is the question. I mean, do you just engage by song alone, or is there something more? As we were sharing our time together this weekend in Bayonne, uh, I asked that question you know, what ultimately leads worship? A lot of the times we think that maybe when we come in, it. and I think that's the emphasis, we, right? What we do and uh, it, worship doesn't start until I um, you know, get my foot pedal connected or I take the microphone up and I start singing. You know, have you ever thought maybe, just maybe, worship begins before you do? And what do I mean by that? Well, this is what we talked about over the weekend. If. You know, we're in the selfie driven world, right? Uh, That's our article for this week. And if you're a member here at Worcester Teen Training University, you can crack open that article. Just go to the website, wttu.co slash 125. 17. And when you become a member, then you can get the rest of the article. But what we're saying in that article today, and Stephen wrote this article for this week, simply in this selfie driven world, um, why is it that we want to crowd the whole picture with ourselves? And yet, if you take The me out of that frame, out of that shot, you see what's more beautiful. And worship leading is the same way. When we remove ourselves out of the way and when we become visible, then we see the beautiful picture of what God is already doing in your church. So the question is, how do you do that? I open up the question lines to you right now, worship leaders. Let us know your name, where you're from. Hit us up. Let's get this going. And I'm just going to share some thoughts to you on this topic How do you do that? How do we make worship leading not, or let's say, how do we make it about ourselves? I think most... Of the time, we worry about things like what lyrics, um, what the clock says. Uh, Michelle says this real quick. Let me just get to her question. Worst teams simply help ourselves and others become aware of God's presence in our lives. I love that, whether in song or the way we live our lives. Thank you, Michelle. She's an awesome member here at WTTU as well. So thank you for that, sweetheart. Yes, it's the way we live our lives. Do you see that? It's not the way that we sing our songs. It's the way we live our lives, and I I think that when we go into worship and leading, we cannot have the the cart and the horse backwards, right? Putting the cart first, putting the music first, putting the style first, putting the, oh, I hope they get the song right first. Oh, I hope they sing, and I hope they clap to the song first. When really, when we're caring about those things too much, let me just back – track it real quick. Those things are important to do. There are logistics, logistics involved in how we lead worship and making sure that we're leading in a way that is easy for the church. And there does come skill. There does come preparation, all that good stuff. But if we're not having the heart, if we're not the heart for worship by meaning, what does that mean, a heart for worship? The Holy Spirit residing within us, simply. And allowing God to operate the way he wants to versus us getting in the way. Because when we make it about the song, when we make it about the set, when we make it about this and this and this and that, it becomes less and less and less about God. And I believe that we can get so trapped up in trying to do the right things of worship that we're not doing the rightful thing to worship. And that's a big difference. So what say you about the topic what, what do you have to say about this Facebook Live and Periscope? I mean, when it comes to worship and leading, does it really depend on you? Have you thought? I know you thought about that because so many worship leaders. And I just want to say, shout out to you guys! You've been snapping me on Snapchat this past week, letting me know what you're going through. And I'm just here to again reemphasize and reencourage you that worship doesn't begin with you. If we think about God and all his creation, all God's manifest and how God created the world, the heavens and the earth, we can easily say that worship begins with God. God is the one that initiated creation because, well, we are the created, right? And when we look at worship from that perspective, then we can easily say that worship begins with God, not with us. And doesn't that take the pressure off? I mean, don't you feel good about that? Don't you feel good about not worrying if you're going to play, sing the song right, Uh, make an impression? I know that we're so big right now about making an impact. And I think that's good. I think it's great to make an impact and to do it in a way that is godly, to do it in a way that is biblical. But what does really making an impact mean? Does that really – is should that be our goal each week to make an impact? Because I believe that if you are walking in God's Word daily – If you are living by God's spirit and you're letting him do the impacting through you, then the impacting that you want to make in your life becomes a byproduct and it shouldn't be a goal. And I'm just saying this to all of you younger leaders, the millennial worship leaders, that God already has your time. I I asked a question this past weekend in Bayonne, and I'm going to ask you. Because I, I think this is very, very key and very important for us to understand. The question that I asked was this to our younger leaders out there. What scares you the most? What scares you about leading worship? And you may be thinking, oh, yeah, well, Brandon, I mean, I'm, I'm not scared. I mean, there's nothing going on. What, what do I have to fear? I'm to fear God, nothing else. No, there's something that drives each and every one of us. And all of us have fear. All of us live with it. it. The difference is how do you manage it, right? But what I'm getting at is what scares you the most? Because I've had younger leaders tell me over this weekend, Brandon, I'm afraid that my time is going to pass me up and I'm still young. And yet I'm not at this level where I want to be. And then I ask the question, well, then what is this level? What, what is this level that you're trying to achieve? I mean, we try to achieve a certain status within our Facebook updates, within what we show and what we post on Instagram, what we snap and what we tweet, and we try to appear to the world like we got it all together. But then when it comes to worship leading, that's a different story. Now, look, I don't want to step on toes, but tell me this, is your Facebook status update is, is it as polished as it is in the condition of your heart when you're behind the microphone before you lead worship? Do they match? Because I have a lot of leaders tell me that, no, it's not me. No, it doesn't match. I put up my updates. I post. I share what I want because I want to appear, what, successful. But when it comes to worship leading, it's not that way. And then I think what, what the problem is is that we come in thinking that then we need to make worship leading our Facebook status update. What I mean is we need to make it look like we have it all together. And I've had a, a lot of younger and older leaders this past weekend tell me, yeah, but Brandon, if I don't do this, if I don't appear this way, if I don't look like I have it all together, then people are going to just see the real me. Is that such a bad thing? And some of them have said, yes, because I don't like the way I look at myself. But you know what? When you're able to look at the way God made you and look at your reflection through the eyes of Christ, then you see your need and you see your imperfection. And therefore, that should reinforce your desire to be more like Christ. Because here's the the real kicker. You may feel messed up. You may feel like you don't have it all together. Greg, what's up, buddy? Good to see you, man. You may feel like you have it all messed up. You may feel like you don't have it all together. And the reality is you're exactly right because maybe, just maybe, that's exactly where God wants you to be. Because if you feel like I don't have it all together, what's up, buddy. What's up, Bubba? Greg Skies. Good to see you, bro. If you feel like you don't have it all together, then you're in the right place because God doesn't want you in that perfectionist state where you feel like everything is, everything is going great. I mean, that's don't get me wrong. It's good. It's, it's great to be on top of things, and it's great to say, yeah, you know, this song's great. This is going well. But... Exactly, Michelle. She says, allowing people to see you worship in the storm can be more powerful than playing the song perfect. I love that. Thank you, Michelle. Absolutely. I mean, when we appear like we have it all together, then the only people that we're trying to fool really are the people that are in front of us, the people that are around us, but we're not, feeling, we're not fooling God. That's the difference. And I believe, I know that when I lead worship— spiritually, in my heart, and in my mind, and in my emotions, I don't feel like I have it all together. And that's exactly where God wants me to be. Because for you, my friends, that's exactly where God's going to use you the most. And when you are opening yourself to God and allowing him to come in and make those imperfections perfect by his love, then Essentially, you're allowing God to lead the worship through you, and that is such a big difference. Instead of you worrying about the way that you appear as you do leading worship, like you do on Facebook. Sorry, as I know, some right now may, may be thinking, "Oh, that, I'm not. Man, come on, I'm not doing that." I mean, you have to be so tough, but it's true. I mean, look at you know, if we're honest with ourselves, right? If we're honest with ourselves. Our, our status doesn't line up with who we really are. The status in our mind or the status of what we're trying to achieve or what we think we are doesn't line up with reality. I'm glad for that. I'm glad that I don't look like the way I try to appear in my mind to somebody else because then I'm not being me. That's the truth. I'm not being me. And the reality is, is this. When you're leading worship, people want you to be you God wants you to be you God doesn't want you to be like some worship leader down the street or some church down the street or some conference that you've seen across the country or what you've seen on YouTube or what you've heard on an mp3 it doesn't matter what matters is how are you connecting to the lives that are in that room and even broader in that community because if you're not impacting lives by relationships then you're not making music we have just become a clanging symbol. So how can God take that clinging symbol that maybe we have been noisy? I've asked that question, God, where have I been noisy in my walk with you? I mean that that's not an easy question prayer question to ask God. Where have I become noisy, God? Where have I become so selfie in my life that I'm not allowing you to break through? Because that's where people live. People want to see the vulnerability. They want to see the authenticity and the sincerity of you leading worship. I mean, look at it this way. If I came to you like right now as I am, all polished and I'm saying things perfect and I have the the perfect show and the perfect dialogue and the perfect script and everything else, perfect time topics and you know you get the idea right things on the screen and everything's just flash but what but what would my message say would it be nothing because if we are truly prioritizing the things that are truly important to god then we are making it more about god and less about ourselves so let me ask you where are you at what is going on with you uh, just send me your questions, your comments. Um, had one uh, that had asked me, um, I'm going to frame this to my next question too, what really matters? I think that we, if we ask ourselves, we ask God, Lord, you show me what are the things that really matter about worship leading. I think that God will show us what are the things that really matter about worship Because you cannot lead people where you haven't been yourself. And we cannot lead worship if all we're thinking about is the leading of, but we're not the being of. Worship happens before your feet hit the floor. Worship happens long before you pick up that microphone or that guitar or keyboard or hymnal or whatever. Worship begins with God. Worship begins, I love what Alex McLaren had said long ago. He said, worship begins before it begins. It begins first deep within who God is, coming out from his word, the Holy Spirit living through me, and then daily as I am daily seeking him. That was our scripture verse for today. If you're following us on Bible.com, that God loves those who seek him who seek him with a pure heart. How are you seeking God daily with your pure heart? Not seeking God for the weekly event. Not for the one hour leading time. But how are you seeking God daily, momently, being his child? Your identity is a child of God. It is not, your identity doesn't come from your Facebook status or your Twitter update or what you post on Instagram. Everything I've already said before God doesn't care. And I think that people in general in our church don't care about those things either because all they care about, all, all God cares about is you, is you being you. Nobody can take the place of you being you. And you may say, yeah, but Brandon, again, I'm, I don't have it all together or I don't. I'm not a great singer, I'm not a great player. Well, then this is where you take responsibility to invest in your gift, to develop your skill, And become a student of what it means to be a good steward of what God's given you. Because you can always practice music. But this is what I said to our group over the weekend and our weekend workshops that we do. I said, people, music will always be here, but people won't. Music will always be here. You can always do the greatest and best music. You can always practice. You can always write songs. You can always sing. You can always, 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 always do that. But where are people? Because it's like what a great pastor friend of mine said to me before one worship service. He took me to the side and he said, Brandon, this will never happen again. And I'm thinking, and he said to me, Brandon, what I mean is is that the same people in this room, the same needs that come to the altar – the same space that we're in and the quietness that falls, the hearts of the people that are coming in and those that are not here, those that would be leaving, this in the same place with the same prayers and the same songs will never happen again. And then he said to me, and this is what really gripped me, he looked me right in the eye and he said, so what are you doing to make the most of it? I was like, Okay, we can, we can just go home. <laughs> Church is over. Pastor just preached. No, it was more about it is time to bring all of these things before Jesus' feet because that is where worship lives. Mary chose the better part. What are you choosing today? Are you choosing a fantastic supreme Facebook status update? Or are you choosing the Lord Jesus and to be at his feet in humility, in the brokenness, in the stench, in the stink? We don't often think about that. We don't often think about lowering ourselves and being who we really are. We like to think better of ourselves. But, you know, Jesus sees you and I in the same way as he saw us when he was hanging on the cross And the same way as he saw us when we were in need of a savior, when he came down to the manger. And Jesus still sees you and I the same way today. So as God sees you, he doesn't see your Facebook status update. He sees the real you. He sees the real you that maybe you look at in the mirror and and think to yourself, yeah, but but this, God. Or this happened and this hurts. And you know, that's okay. It's real. The struggle, the pain is real. The question is what are you doing about it and how are you allowing God to heal you through it? Because my friends when you allow the Lord Jesus to work through you in such a way that causes healing, that causes recognition of His Holy Spirit, that causes your mind to be lifted up and illuminated by His Word and walking in His presence, then you begin to understand what mercy really is, what healing really is, and what comfort of the Spirit and of God, what that those things, what God does really, how that happens through you and how that is indeed a miracle of his love. So take that to lead worship. Take the healing God is doing through you to lead worship. Take the broken down of the walls and the shattering of your Facebook update and bring that to your church. Bring that to your people because that is the person that they want to see, that is is leading worship because you're leading relationships. This Thursday, Stephen Miller is going to be with us, and he's going to be talking more about how to lead worship in a selfie world, about how do we come down from the selfie statuses and the, the selfie images, and we allow Lord Jesus to break through us. 11 a.m. Join us WTTU.co by becoming a member to get this special training as well as all the other trainings that we have behind it. Next week, we got Mark Cole, who's going to be on our webinar talking about how to arrange Christmas music. I know we only got two weeks left, but. Mark can give you some great ideas for revamping your Sunday Christmas worship, so you want to tune in. Registration links are going up soon this week. And also, next week we have Mark James from Vineyard Worship. He's going to be uh, swimming across the pond in his phone and he's going to be talking with us and sharing from the heart. It's going to be a lot of fun. So guys, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope my prayer today is that God move through your heart, that God's caused some ember in your soul to reignite The fire for him. That is my prayer for you today, my friends, my worship leaders, my worship teams, and worshipers, because we have a lot of you guys that watch these programs and you're not even on a worship team. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Guys, go back to worshipteentraining.com, look at our workshops, and look at what we can do for you and your church worship team by a weekend, also by our mentoring and by our university. So We hope to see you back next week. Thanks so much for coming in, you guys. Love you very much, and we will see you back very, very soon. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. For those of you who are still listening to the end of this podcast because you're expecting to find something, well, you just found it. Guess what? If you email me right now, I have two special things to give you. If you email me at Brannon at WTTU.co, that's B R A N O N. Wttu.co. I will give you one free mentoring session just because you listened all the way through. And that's not all. The second gift I can give you is 50% off into our membership university. You'll get the full transform membership half off if you go to wttu.co slash join. That's J-O-I-N. i n slash J O i n get it today thanks for listening to the very very end we hope that you enjoy it check out the free mentoring session and wttu.co join for your half off membership love you and thank you so much for your attention